Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I am trained professionally in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming, and I love helping people to overcome their mindset challenge. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And certainly, we appreciate you taking the time to leave us a rating and review. It really helps us to reach more people seeking this style of content so that we can impact change in their lives as well. And again, thank you so much for your support of the podcast. Today's topic is they made me mad. And my question is, did they? I want you to understand that psychologically, people often choose to get mad in response to a variety of different triggers, environmental conditions, and or situations. Anger is one of the most complex emotions that we have to contend with as humans. And today, we're going to sort of unpack what it is about this specific topic that acts as a trigger for us. I'm going to give you the 10 most common triggers. Then I want to really dive into the five most prominent reasons why people choose to become upset. And yes, I said choose to become upset. This is going to be one of those episodes where we're really going to be calling behavior on the carpet and challenging some of those norms, giving you, again, practical steps you can use to undo that if it relates to you. Moreover, if you know someone that is going through or suffers or experiences this specific type of living, you'll be equipped to help them through this after you have learned those two topics, plus some key points on things that you can do in the moment to curtail this behavior and over time, stop it cold. Let's just take some time together today to really begin to understand what's taking place in us that allows this cycle to perpetuate itself. Number one is frustration. This is the number one trigger, being unable to achieve a goal, having a task that is incredibly difficult to complete. These are the environmental circumstances for frustration that tip the scale in favor of us feeling anger as a result of the deep frustration. Number two is injustice. This is when it is perceived that we are being treated unfairly or unjust. Doesn't matter if it's in a personal scenario, a societal situation, or at work. This feeling of injustice will tip the scales in favor of us becoming mad. The number three is criticism. And criticism, we have to understand, comes in two formats. Sometimes it's internally delivered. That's us delivering it to us. Yeah, as bad as that sounds, it's pretty common. Number two is external family members, work environments, trusted confidants, etc. When criticism or negative feedback takes place, especially if it feels unwarranted and then doubly especially if it's hurtful, it can provoke anger. Number four is a lack of control. 
we are creatures of habit. We desire for things to be predictable on a daily basis. The feeling of lack when it's tied to control is the perfect setup for a situation where we get angry because we desire to know what's going to occur, what's going to happen, that tidbit of information that's missing. And because we don't know that, what happens? We get angry. Number five is disrespect. Not sure I need to say a whole lot about this one. Growing up in California, one of the things that you were taught from knee-high to a grasshopper is not to disrespect someone someone's family, someone's significant other. It went way past anger directly to fighting. In adult life, we leave out the fighting in most cases, but the anger remains present. Number six is betrayal. When our trust is violated, when we're in a loving relationship with someone and that person betrays us and does something to us, that we don't feel we deserved, or sometimes we may deserve it, and even still, our immediate response is to respond with anger. What about conflict? Most certainly, engaging in any style of conflict, whether it's verbal or whether it's physical, or even emotional for that matter, our protective mechanism comes into play, and guess what? We get angry. How about stress as number eight? High levels of stress? on your job, in your personal life, or perhaps even activities that you do that are supposed to bring you joy and satisfaction. When stress levels get out of proportion, we get angry. Number nine is physical discomfort. You're in pain. You're in a prolonged illness. You have some sort of anxiety. You have a period of discomfort. That's an extended period and you start to feel irritable, guess what happens immediately after that? You're more likely to move to the next level, which is anger. And then finally, the one I struggled with when I had low self-esteem, low self-confidence, low self-worth, was unmet expectation. When your expectations are not met and you have cemented them in your mind that this must take place in order for me to feel good. It could be relationship. It could be work. It could be romantic, whatever. If the situation is such that the expectation is not met, especially not met the way we have perceived that it should be met, there's going to be some anger. These are the 10 most common triggers that propel us into this mindset of anger. It's actually not a mindset, it's a state. You're going from a some positive state, maybe it's neutral, into this very, what psychology calls violent state where anger is at the pentacle. Now, there are some types of anger, just to be clear. There are some types of anger that we feel, call it righteous indignation where something happens and it propels us to make a profound change, maybe in us, in our environment, in our circumstances. Effectively, there's a changing of our mind about the topic at hand. 
while in fact we do have these 10 triggers and we're kind of using anger in a negative connotation, there are times when anger will fuel you to not do that same thing again and give you the push that you need to break free from that thing or from that situation or circumstance. Now let's think through this for a minute. Why people get mad. I just want you to get that in your head and kind of start thinking through as you're listening. What makes me mad? Why do I get upset? Why is it that I get hot and bothered? The first reason is there's a perceived threat. You have to understand, family, that anger can be a natural response to the perceived threat of our well-being when that set of circumstances takes place, we will spring into action pronto a order, A-S-A-P. So when you feel like your rights, your values, or your boundaries have been violated, this is a surefire setup for you to get mad, to get real assertive, and to start looking at the circumstances from a very angry standpoint. And you have to know also that when you're angry and you're going into that mode, your cortisol levels go up. So you don't have the wherewithal to really think clearly through the situation. Oftentimes people will say, you know, I was angry and I said some things that I wish I could take back, but you can't. That's a very good reason for us to be much more calculated about when we want to utilize the feeling of anger. Number two, anger comes on us as a defense mechanism and it serves as a protector of our self-esteem, helps us cope with feelings, especially feelings where vulnerability is being touched. An area that we know that we need to come up a little higher that somebody is reminding us of when we didn't ask to be reminded that is going to set us off. And what's going to happen? We're going to assert control. We're going to manipulate that situation to get the attention off this main idea that this individual or person has so noted into Let me tell you a thing or two about you. There's this whole deflection thing that takes. Because if you listen to the episode that we did yesterday, you will find that we will go through great lengths to defend our self-image, right, wrong, or indifferent. And it's no different here where we're talking about defense as a mechanism. It is why we would utilize anger. Number three expressions of frustration. Now, we said that frustration would also serve as a trigger. What's different about this in the arena of why people get mad is that we choose to get mad as a means of expressing frustration and dissatisfaction when we're not heard when somebody disagrees with us, or when we're unable to effectively communicate our needs and concerns. And that's what sort of changes this one and makes it a little different than just basic frustration because we couldn't get something done. Now our opinion is being marginalized. Now the very thing that we would desire for someone to take away 
they're not getting it. Despite our best efforts to make it plain, we're not able to get that across. Number four suggests that people become angry as a coping mechanism. This is effectively dealing with stress or overwhelming emotions. When your stress levels get way out of balance and you have so much swirling around in your mind that's not positive, this is when anger will kick in to try to stunt or stop this whole cycle of overthinking and also to help us manage the stress. Is this the best way to manage stress? Absolutely not. We're going to share with you three coping mechanisms you can deploy ASAP right in the heart of this to gain relief. But this is not one of the ways we want to use anger because when we do it this way, we think that it's going to release tension, but it really doesn't. It really amps it up or adds fuel to the proverbial fire. And the ability for us to have self-control is further diminished. And then lastly, as to why people get mad, it's a learned behavior. Think about subconscious mind programming. We learned somewhere in our early development perhaps from people around us, people who were authoritative in our lives, adults, that, hey, if you get into certain types of situations, you can deploy anger to influence people to feel differently. I saw this quite a bit in the environments that I was raised in. In fact, so much so that I didn't think that there were any other tools that can be used to deal with some of the topics we've discussed today, it was a sort of one size fit all. Anything happened to you, get angry. <laughs> and we know that that simply does not work, nor is it practical. It's important also to know, family, that an anger is a natural adaptive emotion. What's that mean? It means that individuals express and manage their anger in a variety of different patterns in a variety of different ways, and it varies greatly amongst mankind. Factors, you know, such as self-awareness, emotional regulation, and personal values, all of these come together to influence whether people choose to express anger constructively or destructively. And the aim of this talk today is to get you onto the constructive side. We do that by helping you understand the triggers. What are the five main reasons why people get mad? Then now we pivot directly into the top three things that you can do right now to help you cope with anger, the feeling of anger constructively that you're not again on the destructive side. Number one is self-awareness. Become aware of your emotional triggers. Become aware of all of your triggers. Spend quiet, quality time with you learning your patterns. When something makes you upset, when something ticks you off, when somebody pressed your button, when someone went outside of your boundary, we need to know these things about ourselves and document them in our journal so we can begin to go after them one by one until we have successfully addressed 
each of them and have grown beyond them, that they don't have the ability to trigger us. And then number two is just take a pause. If you're in the moment, if you're literally right in the heart of this, somebody just said something to you, it is likely to tick you off. You feel your anger starting to flow. There's this sensation you get in your body that all of us get that says, let's prepare to deal with this person. When you feel that energy start to well up on the inside, I just want you to pause and breathe. Just pause and breathe. You don't have to do it so that it's so pronounced that the person sees you and can continue to sort of egg you on through your breathing technique because some people are just that vain to do that. So you just want to take some deep breaths, some cleansing breaths. You don't want to say anything. You just want to pause for a moment. The longer the pause and the more you breathe, the better off you will be. The first few times, in honesty, you're going to find it difficult. Stick to the script. After you've done it three or four times, it becomes very natural for you to do this specific technique in the moment that you're being triggered. So stay the course, do some deep breathing, some slow breaths, calm yourself down, get your nervous system back to neutral. After you've done that, let's say, for instance, you're in a marital or in a relationship with your significant other, and that's not going to do it, simply take a break and say, hey, I'm feeling some emotions right now. I don't want to say anything to hurt you. I'm going to take a pause. I'm not going to leave the house. I'm going to go in the other room, get myself together. Let's take a 20-minute break and then come back and see if we can meet each other. Okay. Last one is do a timeout. A hard time out, you know, maybe it's not as eloquent as the one that I just mentioned. Maybe it's a, you know what, I love me so much that I'm not going to engage in this conversation right now. I'm going to take some time, as much time as I need. I'm going to go and do something different at a time when I feel it's best for me to revisit this. I will revisit this, but for now, I don't say something that I will regret. I'm just simply going to walk away from this situation. You may continue to talk, but I'm not going to listen. These are fantastic tools that you can use in the moment to help you get to a neutral state where you can lower the cortisol, get yourself together so that you can think clearly and you don't make the mistake of saying something that you live to regret. What we said today is they made me do it. And then I posed the question, did they? And what we want to walk away with is this. Anger can be a useful tool. More often than not, nine out of 10 times, it won't be. And this is something that we have the ability to control. And we've given you some tools today that you can utilize to control this. If you need more help, by all means, reach out. I'm here to help you. And that's going to conclude this episode. I most certainly appreciate your time and attention. I want to remind you, you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe. 